I'm jazzed. Brandy Buck. Brandy Buck. Slug. Slug. Okay, 2005 is a big one. Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do a top five? 2005 has a lot. Um, Alright, let's see what we got. Um, for me... Honestly, the 2000s was just the time where the whole of the world was just like, we just need it now! And that is exactly what the culture is now with film. So, ironically, I was saying how The Goblet of Fire is my favorite yeah, Harry and Potter again, book. again, a year later. Squibbling rivalry and all, I'm still going to have to go with Revenge of the Sith oh. as my fave. Wow, I don't know. Okay, I need okay, I need to like think about this. There's a lot. There's also the Chronicles of Narnia, which I think hit a lot of people Batman hard. Begins, you don't get the Dark Knight without Batman Begins. <laughs> no, Batman Begins was so good. 40-Year-Old Virgin... Um, I need to talk about Seth Rogen on a separate, like, I, that is 2000s excitement. For all Seth the good Rogen. that we got in 2005, we got a lot of bad, including Elektra, a sequel, or not, a spin-off of the Ben Affleck Daredevil franchise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, there's so many, The Hitchhiker's Guide. We got another Keanu supernatural action film in Constantine. Is Robots sequel, Pixar? Sequel to The Ring, which I thought was still pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Okay, oh, and cool. Sin City, Frank Miller, black and white with a bit of splash. And yeah, fire. no, that was yeah. cool. That's, uh, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I don't know about that. I don't know why they had to remake that, to be honest. Well, it's just Disney doing making the rounds, right? Yeah. Like, we own the IP. Let's get her done. Speaking of live-action remakes, though, I have been enjoying the current series and yes they are carbon copies of the animated classics but i just finished watching aladdin from yeah. 2019 and honestly beat for beat same movie thought it was really same well movie? done yeah. yeah but it was what really well done like it was like a live action musical basically like it was pretty good yeah that's cool i haven't seen it i just rewatched the original uh, i also rewatched the original 101 dalmatians recently that is a that is a good one that is a good film all around there's like jazz in it like it's very like it's and it's nice. still in the age of the disney anime classics where they were a little dark like they were like oh yeah this woman's gonna like skin these puppies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be here for halloween nope don't steal it from me people uh walk the line was uh also a kind of i feel like it, do you think it was like a game changer in like situ i just think walk the line was so good and then now we have all these movies about celebrities yeah so I wonder if that, I feel like that was kind of one of the first ones. The craziest thing was uh, how Johnny Cash didn't really have, like, as big of a famous career when he was alive rather than after. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is crazy. Like, yeah, he had the, the career. Like, you see it in Walk of the course, Line. But, yeah. But it, he really blew up after he was gone. But, again, I have to keep bringing our society and, like, culture up. Don't you think that's just the change in our culture? Like... He was huge. He had all he had fans there every time he played. Mm -hmm. But because now we have social media, and blah, 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 things like blow up much bigger. Mm. I think, it's like when awesome. that movie came out, it's like, oh, you know, we go back to this, and now we are connected to more people. Mm. I don't know. Well, it's also hard out there for a pimp, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hustle and flow, anybody? Terrence Howard. Are... <laughs> Yeah, every time I think about a Terrence Howard, I think about his opportunity missed to be a war machine in the, in the MCU. Because <laughs> he started out in Iron Man, and then he has that scene. It's the famous scene in Iron Man when he looks at the war machine suit, and he goes, 
next time, baby. It's like, no, it's going to be Don Cheadle next time because he asked for too much money. <laughs> yeah, true. That was so awkward. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. The Council wants you to report on all the Chancellor's dealings. That's treason. We are at war, Anakin. Very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it. I don't trust him. I need your help, son. I'm appointing you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? Obi-Wan and the council don't trust me. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? Every single Jedi is now an enemy of the Republic. Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. Who could have done this? Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become. I feel so helpless. Chosen one. Are we on two thousand six? Yeah, I think we're still two thousand five because there's still wedding crashers. <laughs> like, still got stuff to say. Okay, let's go back. Still Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers was amazing. Brokeback Mountain. Which, okay, again, back to this. I hate that the that Brokeback Mountain is the butt of, like, jokes. Or was. I don't think it's... No, anyone fucking talks about it It was now, in uh, one of the scary movies. I think it was, like, Scary Movie like 5 or I something. I don't understand why a movie with, like, a gay relationship... And by the way, I never saw it. But I do not like that it has to be, like, the butt of jokes. Well... <laughs> Again, it was a it was a decent movie. A lot of people love the movie. Um, I, yeah, I think it was just a victim of its time. Like we're still not exactly in that, like it uh, just bothers me. We're not in that woke era. Um, and Madagascar, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. And another Jake Gyllenhaal classic, Jarhead. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> Don't know what the squid and the whale is. Oh, Pride and Prejudice. What a film. That is really, really good. 2005? Wow. By the way, just to kind of close out 2005, did you ever watch King Kong? Peter Jackson? Mm-hmm. With the... What is it? Like I want to. Jack Black. No, this is not the recent King Kong. Right? No, no, no. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I want to watch the old one again. Because I'm pretty sure I probably saw it, but didn't appreciate it. Yeah, just strap in, because it's three hours. Like, it's, it's not a terrible movie. It's Peter Jackson. He did The Lord of the Rings. Like, it's it's well made, but it's three hours long, so just get ready. Okay, I just have to say, okay, so we're moving on to 2006, because it's 
Again, a big one. Wow. We got The Departed, which I still haven't seen, but I still know that it's really good. Uh, da Vinci Code, are, we have friends that watch that all the time. You okay. know what I'm talking about. Honestly, <laughs> I was talking about this recently with Emilio, but uh, when it comes <laughs> to the Bond franchise, GoldenEye was my go-to for a long time mm-hmm. until we got Casino Royale, the first one with Daniel Craig. I still think that's my favorite Bond movie. And that came out in 06. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Casino and Royale your favorite. Was... Contrast Casino Royale. A movie like Casino Royale to X3, The Last Stand. <laughs> Beast. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, what else? It... Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait, War. was it X3? I guess it was. Because yeah. I was thinking it was X2 that he was introduced. Could have been both. I watched them in two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been either one. Like, you know my memory. And, like, if you think about, I was praising Man of Steel, in 06, we got Superman Returns, and that was just no, no bueno. You know what I like, actually? Okay, so, um, in a day where we look, right this year, last year, I should say last year, people have been obsessed with the 70s, I, just in style and whatever, right? And actually, 2006, Little Miss Sunshine came out, and I'm pretty sure that's set in the 70s. It was such a good movie. Mm. Um, it's one of those movies that that makes it to the mainstream scene, but really makes you think. Like, and not that I'm like these other ones definitely make you think, but you could use them for shallow things. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't I'm not trying to like I don't want to sound wrongly. Like, I'm not trying to downplay like all these movies we love. Right. I'm just saying like there are movies that the sole purpose is like a bigger meaning, mm. and Little Miss Sunshine's kind of one of those. Um, but anyways, I think that's interesting that that like came out among all these kind of action and another horror spin hostile. Yeah, what else? Superman Returns, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, oh my god, my favorite movie ever, The Holiday. It's the best movie. Wait, The Holiday was in 06? Yeah. So was The Last Holiday. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> was it actually? Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone's questioning my, like, Guys, this is getting crazy. There's a Paul Walker classic. Yeah. But, like, you would think that was, like, five years ago. That was literally more than ten years ago. There's another Adam McKay. Click made me... Well, not the greatest year. But anyways. Well, no, a good year. Well, did you ever see The Sentinel? Speaking of 24. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember my big crush on Kiefer Sutherland. If you're out there... Well, I just I just remember like geeking out over the fact that I was watching Kiefer Sutherland basically in a glorified Jack Bauer role. Yes, yeah. uh, and it was exactly like not that. only that they filmed it in Toronto, but what do they love to do when they film movies in Toronto? They set them in Chicago, they set them in New York. Yeah, of course. This like was suits. in Toronto. It was set in Toronto. CN in Tower. Toronto. Yes, Convention Center. It was awesome. Another movie like that is called The F Word. And it's with Daniel Radcliffe and some girl, sorry, I don't know two. the woman's name. I feel so bad. Now. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yeah. And and we have talked about it before. I just think it's such a great movie and it's it's a very good depiction of Toronto. It is a very good depiction of Toronto. And if we're still in 06, J.J. Abrams stepping on the scene, Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> I'm just getting like rude. Okay, 2007! Two pair, aces and sevens. Queen plays. Wins. 
I'm sorry. That last hand nearly killed me. Gentlemen, with this chip exchange, we enter the final phase of the game, which means no more buy-ins. The big blind is now one million dollars. Four players. Is your bet? Monsieur Bond, check. Check. 24 million in the pot already. Check. Check. All check. Four players. Check. Check. All in. Six million. Bet. Six million. All in. Five million. All in. Bet is six million. Race. Race. Twelve million. Heads up. Forty million five hundred thousand all in. Raise all in. <coughs> well, I think I will call you on that one. Gentlemen, shut down, please. Flush, ace, king, queen. Full house, eight full of aces. Aces full of sixes. Monsieur Bond. Oh. 
five and seven of spades. The straight flush, four to the eight, the high hand. Monsieur Pond wins. For you. Thank you very much. <laughs> 2007. All right, let's go. Juno, that was a goodie. Girl gets pregnant. And then that kid was really like thriving in his career. What was his name? Michael Sarah. Knocked up. Okay, honestly. And then the movie that changed my life, Into the Wild. Um, so, Into the Wild is a book. I think I watched the movie and then read the book. And it's very sad because it's a true story, but this kid just can't handle the kind of overconsumption and materialism of the day we live in and decided he wanted to like go like make it in the woods. But the sad part about it, I what's the author's name is yeah, John Krakauer. So like John Krakauer's writing is super factual. He always what he like that into thin air he's talking a lot of facts and not like plot line not that kind of thing so anyway so when you read the book it's like so sad because the kid literally like didn't even make it far into the wild like it's it, it's like he was trying to be something that he really wasn't and then died in such an annoying way um and anyway but it was still I think the reason that that worked for an audience is because, like, to people like me who, like, I live in, like, a condo downtown Toronto, like, I'm not in the wild. Yeah. I think it's, like, yeah, it, you want to have, like, less things, like, you, and, and because he didn't, like, go, he went extreme, but he didn't, he wasn't an extremist his whole life. Right. It's, like, you can relate. That yeah, switch, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, It's yeah, always the switch that makes you relate. True. This normal kid whatever suburban life and then he does this switch into that that's what makes you relate true true but yeah that was a good movie well i mean oh seven doesn't have a lot to offer when you consider spider-man threes on the table <laughs> but uh and shrek the third you know what it is it's actually a lot of sequels and things like that and by sequels i mean threes what do you call those trilogy things but there was one but... that you mentioned was it i am legend have you seen that one I love I Am Legend. Yeah, and yeah. the original Transformers. I mean, that was so good. That was so good. So it, good. You wanted it to go further. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, I, I actually still really like the first three. And also, I just think that they lost their also way. Also, Disturbia. So Shia LaBeouf, 2007, is his year. Yeah, oh, yeah. The year of Shia. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, did we miss one in 06? Can you look up No Country for Old Men? It's, no, 2007. Right, so yeah. No Country for Old Men was definitely one of the better films of 07. That was just an intense film. All I have around. to watch it. And, you know, we, we give Spider-Man 3 a lot of crap, but I actually... <laughs> no, I just gotta go positive on Spider-Man. No, I mean, come on. Like, it, it's still Spider-Man at the end of the day, and you've got another movie in 07 in Ghost Rider. We're talking a year away from Dark Knight and Iron Man, and they're making Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage... I'm sorry. That is by far the worst Marvel movie ever made. Maybe the sequel to Ghost Rider is the worst Marvel movie ever made, but the first one is not very good either. Ghost Rider. Again, oh, so. actually, something worse than Ghost Rider? <laughs> I don't know if it's Ghost Rider or 2015's Fantastic, Fant Four Stick or whatever. Fantastic Four reboot in 2015, the same year as, I don't know, 
Force Awakens, um, Age of Ultron. I mean, they're making these movies so well at this point. And yeah. they make a movie like Fantastic Four that just was terrible. Yeah. And how many times did you screw up Doctor Doom? I mean, don't even come at me unless you get Doctor Doom right. Because he's going to be the next big bad of the MCU, right? Doc Doom. Because Doc Doom is um, in the room. So, shout out to my little cousin Zed. Uh, I brought her to see B-Movie. And now she's this old adult. And I think I brought her as like a six-year-old. How old was she at this point? Uh... A three? No. Four-year-old? I brought her as a four... Hold on. Who are you talking about? Little Cousin Zed. I'm trying to make up oh, a Oh, Cousin Zed. What do we want to say for her? Um, Genius Zed. <laughs> Gen Zed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gen Zed Cousin. <laughs> I think we've already tried to do this before. Cuz. Cuz. And I think we've actually done this in like the first episode, but you might not have put it in. Our cuzzo. Our cuzzetto. Cazetto? Or Cazetto, I brought you to B-Movie. I don't know if you're listening. I know your dad is. Because he has so much to say. Uh, well, we were saying how, what, Shia LaBeouf's year was 07? Well, Jake Gyllenhaal had another good one with David Fincher in Zodiac. That was a pretty solid movie. Yeah, actually, that is. And Across the Universe Zach is Snyder might as did, well be Jake Gyllenhaal. Zack Snyder did one with Gerard Butler, Big 300 for oh, Sparta. Oh, classic. And do you think that was the beginning of um, his Jared Butler's? Um, I think that was his his breakout. His breakout, yeah. like Louis. Yeah. I mean, Louis like really can't stand him because I don't think he like he never does like a Scottish character, and he's Scottish. When's the last time that you had a conversation with Louis about not being able to stand Jared Butler? And we're talking LBW for those who. Um, are yeah, we're just changing it to Louis because it's too hard to say LBW. Uh, very recently, probably, because I think he's so hot, and he's, like, great in all these movies, and he's like, ugh, Jared. Because, <laughs> I don't know how he feels about this movie, but I love this movie. He probably likes 300. I sat, I sat down with him and watched, um, and he had no information going into it. <laughs> and it was the same when I saw it, was, um, uh, Den of Thieves on Netflix oh, right. with Jared Butler. He plays such a different role. Mm. And uh, I'd be curious to hear LBW's thoughts on that. Yeah, well, we'll get him on. Um, but yeah, Across the Universe, which I was just saying should be Jake Gyllenhaal for some reason, because that guy reminds me Hot of Hot Fuzz? Simpsons movie. I liked it. Loved it. And that was, wow, 07. How mm. did we go from 99 with the South Park movie all the way to 07? With the Simpsons. Movie. How did we get to live free or die hard? What's your take on that movie? Honestly, it's not a terrible action movie. It's just like, I think Michael R. Power was suggesting this when we were talking about the third um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, is that they went from a formula in the first two of him being sort of isolated to one location. And I really like Die Hard with a Vengeance, but it does stray from that. The classic of him being in a skyscraper or him being in an airport. And in the third one, he's in all of New York City with Samuel L. Jackson. And now it's like generations have passed and he's like this older action star. And he's doing Live Free or Die Hard. And honestly, like it's not a terrible action film. It's just I don't really know if it has the Die Hard flavor. 
yeah. that the original three have. I think it just—it's just like another action movie. I think movie it just died hard. Yeah, it died hard. Um, wow. <laughs> hairspray. Twenty-eight weeks later. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. Hairspray was amazing. Oh my god, best. All right, and I think that's 2007. Yeah, I mean, Shrek the Third, they were just pumping them out. Yeah, well, that's what I mean about the trilogies in 2007. Like, clearly, they were. They were just pumping them out. And it, it almost contradicts what I said earlier about, or another day, about now we're just having everything that we ever want. They have to make more. They have to make more. I think that already started at this point. Interesting, because it really didn't start in the 80s and 90s. There was none of that. There was maybe a sequel, and then if it was epic, there was a trilogy. Yeah, Like, that's it. Got a little surprise for you, son. No, 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 Dad! Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I am. You're not getting a Porsche. (laughs) Let me tell you something, son. A driver don't pick the cars. Mm-mm. The cars pick the driver. It's a mystical bond between man and machine. Crash my car! civilization far superior to our own. Our enemy can take any shape. They could be anywhere. It's a robot. You know, like a super advanced robot. It's probably Japanese. Iron Man 2008. Oh, we're, we're doing this, are we? Are we doing it? Because I'm on the, the dark, dark night. I'm on the dark night side. Well, if we're in 2008, we're getting into the serious years now. We're, we're getting into the last decade almost. And I've got easily top 20, but I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to the top five. No one's allowed to talk, is that it? You can't talk? No, you intimidate them. Good God, you're a woman. <laughs> is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? I humbly present the Jericho. To peace. Tony Stark. Now you work for me. You're building stock. Your eyes are red. Your tears for your long lost boss? Tears of joy. I hate job hunting. Yeah, vacation's over. Welcome home, sir. Put up the scanner, will you? What happened over there? I have my eyes open. I want to protect the people. I put in harm's way. 
man with a dozen of these can rule all of Asia. Yeah, I can fly. Let's see if this dog can hunt. So the upgrade is complete. Tell you what, throw a little hot rod red in there. For 2008, Dark Knight is by far my favorite, but not close behind, or not too far behind, would be Iron Man. And I still like The Incredible Hulk. I put it up there at number three. WALL-E at number four, yeah, Pixar Classic, and Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire is so good. That was really good. Yeah, wow. Those are the kind of movies that should be... Like... Did we just become best friends? Yup. Yup. Stepbrothers. Oh my god, that's so good. Pineapple Express. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge movie, but Slumdog... Oh, sorry, not a huge year. Slumdog Millionaire, I think, is one of the best, for sure. Well, Clone Wars. The Clone Wars was a terrible movie. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's on the bottom of Star Wars lore, because it was right before the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. And it's just not as refined as the series. It's, it's not good. The Incredible Hulk. Uh, Mamma Mia. That was 2008? What is happening? They just made the second one, like, the other year. Where do we begin? A year ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. Here's my card. Bruce, this is Harvey Dent. Rachel's told me everything about you. I certainly hope not. You almost told me that we'd be together. Did you mean it? Bruce, don't make me your only hope for a normal life. You're Alfred, right? That's right, sir. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Well, hello, beautiful. You look nervous. I've seen now what I have to become to stop men like him. The night is darkest just before the dawn. I promise you, the dawn is coming. And here we go. Go. Well, speaking of sequels, long-awaited sequels, uh, we, we often talk about the master of sequels, and if we're heading into 2009 territory, we had a franchise starter, which is not technically a franchise yet, but it will be, in Avatar. Oh my the God. highest grossing blockbuster of all time until Avengers okay, that Endgame. That was 11 years ago? Oh yep. So... Uh, Ten years after Avatar, Avengers Endgame finally topped that crown. Ooh, I have to say Star Trek was such a good movie because I don't know anything about Star Trek. And it was I also J.J. Abrams. I loved that movie and I was like, oh, I should get into Star Trek. Like that literally wanted me to get into it, but I never got into it. You know but why? it was still good. You know why? Because J.J., I remember being so excited. When I loved the Star Trek film mm -hmm. and I found out he was going to do Star Wars because I was like, because he did Star Trek the way I want him to do Star Wars. 
Like, he did Star Trek in such a way where it's like, this is like Star Wars for sure. And I think that's why a lot of Star Trek fans don't like the movie that he did. Is because he did them in like a Star Wars style almost. Like, Mm -hmm. in a very different style than the shows, right? Yeah. Uh, But we had Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, which I thought was like a cool... When I was reading that book, I always thought it was like a cool like CSI take on Harry Potter. Like him and Dumbledore investigating the the Horcruxes. Well, I, I... The upsetting thing for me now, I, I loved it when it came out. I thought it was amazing. But now it's just like, I just want to read the books. But I just want to, like, I just wish they did every scene. Like, I know that's not possible. I know. I understand. But I just love the book so much because there's so much more detail of the crime scene, the, the investigations. And I just wish they could have filmed every single little thing, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Um, my number three for 2009 would be Up, the Pixar classic Up. And that is amazing. just beating out J.J. Abrams' Star Trek is Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was an amazing movie. So satisfying to see Hitler be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? I can't wait. No. I want to see it. It's not on my 2019 list yet. But uh, hopefully I'll see it soon. Um, before I went on, I went on a trip. So what year is this? 2009. So I'm 16. Where was I? Oh, I was going to Germany and um, Greece with my friend and her family, with, with Sam and her family. So I don't understand why mom would be so worried, but she made me watch Taken. Oh, yeah? Before I went. That's such trip. a weird thing because to watch. Because I was a teenager. No, because she was like, you better be careful. <laughs> wow. She was I'm surprised like... she didn't make you watch Hostel. <laughs> but Taken is 2009. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that was definitely that year I went on that trip. So I'm laughing because I'm like, I was like in the good hands of someone's like parents. Like, It's weird uh, to think that whoever came up with Taken was probably inspired by the movie Hostel. Because it's kind yeah. of the same thing. I can't believe Taken had a whole thing. I, can't... Well, t- I always talk about Liam Neeson. So he obviously is hailed as quite engine by no one except me and Lady <laughs> Victoire. Yeah. But uh, he, a lot of everything he did after Taken, I consider to be a Taken sequel. And it didn't even have to be part of the Taken franchise. So I always joke that like the next thing came out, it's like, I think they call it like Cold Pursuit, like the most recent one. Like, yeah, it's Taken 7. Like he's literally just making Taken movies in different settings. Like. Yeah. All of his action movies You're are right. pretty much the That's same. That's why he's the best in the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> no action whatsoever. No, no, no. Love actually. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, God. <laughs> no. The drink. No. The, <laughs> Too much drink. The brandy book. Ex- You're a fool of a toque. <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine was really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do we cap it off with 2010 then? Yeah, let's do that. But uh, I want to do an honorable I'm mention. A couple just... honorable mentions for 2009. Law-abiding citizen with Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. Watchmen. Uh, I mean, it's an adaptation, and I think it's a pretty solid one. And now they have a series. And District 9, while we're on the subject of 2009, I thought that was a pretty cool, almost like dystopian alien. Got the Dan Brown adaptation of Angels and Demons with Tom Hanks. And even a new Terminator in Terminator Salvation. In 2009, has some some classics. The Hurt Locker, Notorious, 
and The Hangover. I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You'd be making a difference. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. We have an indigenous population called the Nabi. They are very hard to kill. This is why we're here. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. Their village happens to be resting on the richest deposit, and they need to relocate. Those savages are threatening our whole operation. We're on the brink of war, and you're supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. The concept is to drive these remotely controlled bodies called avatars. They're grown from human DNA mixed with DNA of the natives. Marine in an avatar body. That's a potent mix. You get me what I need, I'll see to it. You get your legs, babe. Your real legs. Hell yeah, sir. Looks like you. This is your avatar. Just relax and let your mind go blank. It shouldn't be hard for you. I want you to gain their trust. You should not be here. Go back. All this is your fault. I need your help. 2010? Toy Story 3. Didn't see it. So my favorite movie in 2010 will have to be Inception. Christopher really? Nolan is a monster. That was pretty uh, iconic, I think, that movie. Deathly Hallows Part 1 is close behind. I can't believe those movies are behind us. Like, I wish I could just not have seen them. We've got some other good ones. Uh, I think it was Ben Affleck's directorial debut, The Town. Yeah. We had another um, Scorsese film, I believe, in Shutter Island. Yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Christian Bale had a phenomenal performance in The Fighter. And to round off my top seven for 2010 would be Toy Story 3. I'm surprised you didn't like, like, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass fell to number 19 on my 2010 list. I had another <laughs> bunch of movies I liked before that, like Black Swan. Um, the, the Fighter uh, the other was guys, so The other guys was funny. Yeah. Um... Get Him the Greek was hilarious. That was good. Due Date was funny with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. I love, and actually just to go back to the Get Him to the Greek thing, I just, because I'm like, there's so many like drugs in that movie. Like the movie's basically based around like them getting messed up. Mm. And I think that that's a very 21st century thing of being very like irresponsible with this is how messed up we're getting. Because, like, so many funny movies now yeah. are involving drugs. Like, recreational drugs. True. So I just think that's interesting because I don't... Like, yeah, maybe that was, like, the 50s version of, like, a cigarette in hand. But 
it's like part of the comedy now where it's like, here yeah. I'm doing crack cocaine. <laughs> like, right, I was smoking a Jeffrey. Like, what are you? Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. they, it's all the movie, like, Pineapple Express is all about weed. Yeah. Things like that, that's a very new thing in the last yeah, 20 years. I'd agree. Which I think it's like, and, why? Like, I guess, like, we just need more. And, like, it know. sounds like we're going to wrap up the discussion around 2010, but I will say it's funny the shift because MCU starts to hit its stride yeah. around 2011 with, like, the first Avenger, you know, Captain America franchise. Mm-hmm. one thing you should know about me i specialize in a very specific type of security subconscious security you're talking about dreams mr Cobb has a job offer he would like to discuss with you what kind of work placement Not exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's called Inception. Something is actually strange. It's not your responsibility. We are not prepared for this. Dreams collapsing. I have it under control. to see out of control. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Once you start getting into the last decade, it's a Disney Plus world for me. It's <laughs> like it's we're talking MCU, Star oh Wars. God. It's a Disney like, Plus world. Like if I had to do like a top 10 from the last decade, which I think I I, well, I didn't post top 10 from the last decade because my top 10 from the last decade is essentially all Disney movies. Like yeah. It's literally like... True. I think they're, they did an episode of this on back in my day, but my top 10 of the last decade include Endgame, Infinity War, The Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, yeah. Civil War, Far From Home, a Spider-Man classic, and The Force Awakens. The Winter Soldier, The Avengers, and Spider-Man Homecoming. So, like, I'm just, like, spoiled in the last ten years. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been great. But I did uh, tweet out recently. So, I want to get into this idea of the whole movies of the year. So, we, we spoke about 2019 and how my movie of the year would probably be Endgame. I don't know if you are sticking with 
I think Endgame. Yeah? Yeah, Endgame. But honorable mention to The Rise of Skywalker just because. Yeah. Um, obviously. But when I tweeted my movies of the year over the last decade, it's not so much a top 10 from the last 10 years, is that I chose my favorite movie of each year, which ended up being my movies of the decade. So squibbling rivalry. We have Inception in 2010, Deathly Hallows Part 2, uh, The Avengers in 2012, Iron Man 3, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier in 2014. Then we have Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, Captain America Civil War in 2016. That just beat out Rogue One. And The Last Jedi in 2017. And then Infinity War and Endgame back to back 1819. With Tross as a honorable mention, let's say. <laughs> movies of the year. Hashtag movies of the year. Movies of the year. So I think we, we had a, a good two-part episode here in the old uh, early 2000s and 2010s. Up, uh, Let's say 2000 through 2010, we had some great discussions on some of the movies we we loved over the, the, for the starting decade of the new millennia. Here we are in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Squibbling rivalry, everybody. Lady Victoire. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can always find us on social media at Squibblings on Twitter and SquibblingRivalry at Outlook.com. I can vouch for your work. Woo! Woohoo! Cheersies! <laughs> Squibbling rivalry. Yeah. Squibbling rivalry on top today.